Hey everyone, this is the It's Personal Podcast. We are in week six, engage with your story. Hey everyone, it's Matt and Justin, and we are here to talk about your story and engaging with your story. So as we get started, uh, we want to give you a fair warning. This is both like a passion point for me and Justin. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin, us talking through this, um, I think we spent 45 minutes going back and forth yeah. and just really excited about this. Yep. So we apologize if we like uh, get on a soapbox every now and then. <laughs> this is just something we're, uh, we're excited about. So we're going to dive right in. And when we talk about your story, one of the first things we want to do, what do we mean when we say your yeah. story? Yeah, I think a lot of us have this, this question, or we might know in our own mind what we think our story is. But as a believer, what do we mean when we say, hey, share your story? What's your story? Um, just a couple of thoughts that I had. You know, our story is not just something we tell. There is an element of us speaking that and sharing that and uh, using that to evangelize, which we'll get to next week. But our story is not just what we tell. It's also what we live out. It's how we live day to day. It's the relationships that we have with our family, our friends, our coworkers. So just know that our story is we tell it, but we also live it. And also, I think it's important for us to understand, um, unlike unlike a book, you know, a book is written and it's done. Uh, our story is ever-evolving and changing. Our life isn't over until it's over. Um, and so Pastor Michael, in the last couple of weeks, he's he's used this phrase that we're works in progress. And so I think it's important for us to understand that our story is ever-changing. We're ever-changing. God is alive. He's not done with us and our story, and we are works in progress. Um, And also, I think we'll get into this a little bit later, that um, we wonder, is my story who I am? And and we're going to wrestle with this a little bit later, which is going to be a lot of fun. But our story, you know, our story does include our events and things that have happened to us, but our identity, which we'll get into later, isn't defined by those events. Yeah. And I mean, as you were sitting there even talking about that and as we were thinking through it, I was finding it really hard to come up with like a one sentence phrase because your story is ever changing and it encompasses all of who a person is. Yeah. It really does. When we say that, we're talking about everything that you are, everything God made you to be. Um, yeah. And so it's very difficult, like uh, as Justin was talking about, it's it's just a huge, enormous thing. But as we dive into it, we hope that you get a better grasp on when we say your story, it's more than just the retelling of events. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Because you're retelling how you've been shaped and who you are. Yeah, and I was going to say, I think it's exciting to, a lot of times if you if you talk to someone about, hey, how was that book or how was that movie? A movie is a story. We go through the beginning, the middle, and the end, and we get to the end, and we tell them how it ended. What's really exciting just about being alive and being humans, and especially being a believer, is we don't know what that end is, right? Like, we only have today and the past to kind of help us see what our story is and who we are and who we're becoming, but it's a really exciting thing that the future is kind of unknown, and and living this life with the Lord is an adventure. Yes, and Justin meant that in an earthly context. We know where we end up when we go to when we, when yes, we pass away. Yes, yeah, there we go. Yes. Right, good deal. Which is our thank which you is for hope, And we could go with that. That's all right. We're still rolling. And so, one thing that I realized as we were sitting here talking through this is, we already know how to tell our story. We do mm-hmm. it in small pieces and aspects all the time. And actually, when me and me and Justin walked in to kind of start planning this morning, and we're like, "Hey, man, how are you?" and doing those like, like those general cliche haze, we very quickly told each other. An, 
small aspect of our story from last night. Mm-hmm. He told me what was going on at his house. I told him what was going on at my house. We even talked about what was going on today a little bit and, and work-wise. And so we instinctively tell our stories. And one thing I pull from Scripture when we talk about this is the phrase, to bear witness. Mm-hmm. Because when you talk about bearing witness, and we get into that, and like I said, we'll get into some evangelism next week, and, and, and this is all over evangelism. This is a great setup for it. When you're talking about bearing witness, we instinctively do that as humans. That's how God made us. Mm-hmm. We want to praise things that we've seen and tell other people about it. Mm-hmm. When we see something drastic or, or not good, we do the same thing. Oh, my goodness, did you see that? And so there's a lot of instinct within us to sharing our story that hopefully can help take the pressure off. And when we get into the why of sharing your story, man, story is something that just shapes us beyond yeah. all get out. Like it absolutely moves us. Yeah. And I think if you if you look in your It's Personal journal, again, if you don't have a copy, you can go to richfork.com and get a digital copy. Um, there's a There's a paragraph here at the beginning that's really great. And it says... If we've never taken the time to consider, get familiar with, and be confident and comfortable in sharing our story, we are more likely and hesitant not to share it. So as, as we kind of wait and we look forward uh, to evangelism next week, the importance of us kind of landing on our story and wrestling with it and getting to know who we are and what God's doing in our life, it's so important because if we don't know, if we don't take that time, the chances are we're probably not going to share it in an evangelical way to, to evangelize and to kind of... Uh, help bring people to Christ. And um, I also think, you know, we've, we just got done talking about uh, engaging with, with believers, engaging with our weekly gathering, the church. And in that same paragraph, it says, our stories all play a part in the greater narrative of the church and the work that God is doing in the world. And so again, just kind of emphasizing, it's so important that yeah. we know who we are and our story, because it not only helps us grow and fulfill our part within the body of believers, but it also helps us to be confident and bold in what God's doing in our life so we can share that out and tell tell others about the good news. Yeah, and one one phrase that um, me and Justin have both experienced a, uh, a training called Unique um, that helps you really dig into who you are as a completely mm-hmm. unique individual. Um, it's definitely not the makeup brand, if you've right. ever heard of that, <laughs> which similar branding, but two different things completely. Um but one of the phrases they have in there right at the beginning is the phrase, the courage to know. Mm-hmm. And I think when we're talking about our personal story, one of the big challenges each of us face is there's an aspect of our life that we are very willing to share. And mm-hmm. then there's a part that we probably haven't even processed yet. Mm-hmm. And before you can share your story, you have to process your story. You have right. to go through it. You have to have the courage to dive in and to really know what's going on in your story. And so as we do that, like some there's some challenges that are that are on top of us before we even get to properly processing or jumping into our stories. And other than the courage to know the the willingness to dive in, especially if you have some some darker areas in your past, especially if you have some darker inner struggles or mm-hmm. some things that happen to you, a lot of times we can be very very reluctant to look at those and how they shaped us and who we are because of that or or who God created us to be. And especially if it comes from like something that, that was a natural temptation you had growing up or a natural temptation you still wrestle with, mm-hmm. like we want to hide from mm-hmm. that. Yep. And what we want to encourage you to do is like don't hide from it. God already knows. You deal with it with him. You deal with it within the community. And that all helps you process your story. But one thing that comes from the outside world kind of in on us that um, we talked about. And Justin, once again, has one of those great phrases is looking at identity. Mm. 
Because identity is a major aspect of your story and who you are. And it's another word we use in conjunction with that. And so as we were talking through this, we were trying to describe that we live in a world that has a lot of labels. Mm -hmm. That a lot of times when we start thinking about our story, we grab these labels or these labels have been put on us. And we grab these things. And so they can be anything. It can be the people group you're in, your race. It can be your job. It Mm -hmm. can be a life experience that you had. Um, we can use these kind of hollowed out. It can be your your, your political beliefs. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, I'll meet people all the time that will, I'll say a phrase, and they'll immediately, because I say something or state something, they'll associate it with an entire pocket of beliefs and be yeah. like, oh, you're a this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? And I have no, and I'm lost. Yeah. You know, I remember I remember one time there was a, there was a gentleman at, at church that walked in, and he walked in, and I had a certain translation of the Bible. And he looked at me and goes, oh, you're Reformed. And this was before, like, this was before, like, that was a big thing within the Christian circles. And I'm sitting there going, like, what? And he goes, oh, yeah, you must be reformed because you have that translation. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I have no idea what this guy is talking about. But he had lumped me in in this label. Mm-hmm. And one of the phrases Justin used with this is there's identifiers mm-hmm. versus your identity. Mm-hmm. And so, Justin, I'm going to let you elaborate a little bit more on that. Yeah, identifiers are labels, like Matt just outlined. They are the the stickers that the world gives us that says hey you're a this or you're a that, uh, but identifiers are not identities. Um, a label is what the world gives you. Identity is something that God gives you. Um, and I think you know as we talk about identifiers, those are again those are external. That's what the world gives you. Identity is something that God gives you, and that's internal. That's your soul, and that's that's through your experience and your relationship with the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. And one one way as we were kind of talking through this, because one of the things we ask, okay, how do we help people understand this? Is we said, well, identifiers are phrases that come from external sources mm-hmm. that we apply to ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and some of the, you know, and I'm, I'm just thinking through these in my head, like some of them that I've struggled with have been like, people have told me I'm not a great people person. Mm. And I'm sitting there going like, yeah, but I'm in ministry. I don't have an option, right? Like, yeah. Like, that's not it. And so I had to really identify very quickly that, wait a minute, that's an external identifier that has been pasted on me that I've taken, and I use it all the time to right. describe myself. And mm-hmm. I went all of a sudden, I went, you know what? I got to drop that mm-hmm. because I am a people person. I just might not be that individual's definition of a right. people person, right. but I actually am. Right. And then on the other side, when you talk about identity, you know, there are these things that happen to you that shape you and everything, but really that, that moves to relationships. So one mm-hmm. example we kind of talked about with the difference between an identifier and identity is in Scripture there's there's a word in Greek, and I'm, I'm not, not to get too technical, but I just I did a sermon on it, so it's one of the few Greek words I know, so I've got to, like, throw it around, is there's gnosis, which means to know, and then there's epigenosis, which would also translate to know, but it's a much deeper knowledge. It's a knowing from experience. So the equivalent would be knowing who Michael Jordan is mm-hmm. versus growing up having played basketball mm-hmm. with Michael Jordan. Yeah. Like there's two different things. One is a personal experience and a knowing from a yeah. relationship. And the other one is just a factual knowledge. Yeah. And so that's one way to understand, like as you're processing through your story. Um, and then another phrase like we use um, within the unique process, um, like when I teach it, I sit there and I say, okay, we want to identify the lie. Mm. What is a label? What is something that's been placed on you? What is something that that it, it, and it might be a positive label? It might be like, "Hey, uh, you're a really friendly person." Mm-hmm. But then you take that and you exhaust yourself mm-hmm. trying to prove that yeah. you're a friendly person right. instead of listening to what's going on, on the inside. That's right. 
And so with all that, you really need to process through like what are things and oh and, and, and here's the other thing that like when you get into especially what the world does with labels. Because like we're in a culture right now where labels come out and they wanna they wanna tag something that might be true about you or it might be something that, that the world's trying to tell you is acceptable or and it can be and it's all over the map. And yeah. so you have things that like if you're only defining yourself by the labels the world gives you, you're not going deep enough. That's right. And so the ones that come to mind is like it, it pains me when I see people in the world who define themselves only by their job or only by mm-hmm. their sexuality or only by mm-hmm. their race or only by their negative past experience. And once again, not all those things are bad. Not all those things are good. But the problem is the depth. Yeah. Well, just a brief interjection. I, as you were saying that, it just stirred within me that, that labels, um, those are temporary uh, identifiers, those are temporary. Your identity is eternal. It's secured in Christ, through Christ. And so just, again, our, our story changes. And so as our story changes, our labels may change. We may be a uh, stay-at-home mom one season, then we're a working mom the next season. Or we may be in this job, or we're in that job, or, you know, we're we're not a parent. We have a kid, now we're a parent. So those, those things constantly change. But our identity, um, just as a word of encouragement, it's just it's eternal and that's secured. So, so just know the difference between the two. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know that's one like like me by by who I am. Like I always struggle with labels. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why like you will very very rarely see me wearing a t shirt that supports any of my like hardcore beliefs. Mm. Um, like even if it's like a Rich Fork shirt, there's a lot of times like like I I, I won't wear one because I feel like it's like okay, I'll wear it to church, but then I'm at a gas station and somebody sees that. And then if they had a bad experience, they're putting all that experience on me and I want a fresh start. Mm. And a lot of times for me, like the pastor label, when I'm meeting somebody new is tough. Mm. Like that's one that's really, really tough. And so I almost will not, not bring up that I'm a pastor Mm -hmm. until I'm deeper, deeper in the conversation until they've had a chance to know me because you can see people's make identity assumptions based on how they've experienced a pastor. Yeah, and so it's it, it's it's tough, but it's something you need to process through. You need to prayerfully work through, because at the end of that identity, what you get revealed with as as a believer, as you dive into that identity, it always points back to God. Mm-hmm. And so as we talk about sharing our story, Justin, you had some great practicals on if you're going to sit down, you're going to have time with God, and you're going to say, okay, what is my story? Yeah. What do you do then? How does that work? Yeah, and and part of this, again, comes from Unique. So uh, Matt's led some of our church members through that, and so there's part of it's from there, and part of it's just from some other things I've experienced. But um, when you tackle your story, man, it, even I'm, at the recording of this, I'm 34 years old, and, and there's a lot that's happened in 34 years. So maybe you've not sat down and said, how can I practically tackle my story, and you're 50, 60, 70, 80 years old, there's a lot of life that happens. And so it can be an overwhelming thing. And so one of the first things, as Matt said, stop before you do it. Ask the Lord to kind of clear your mind and to guide you. That's that's first and foremost the most important thing. And then um, start chunking your life into different chapters. So think about the beginning of your life. And and for me, a lot of times I'll say maybe that is um, milestone events or different age milestones. So from birth to uh, maybe 12, 
you know, that's that's my first chapter. What are the things that have happened in there? Um, what are the highs? What are the lows? What were the worries? What? Uh, how did I feel about God at that at that age of my life? And then I'll move to the next chapter, and maybe that's um, thirteen or, or early teenager until I got married in my in my twenties, um, and that would include college and all those other things. And so again, just kind of wondering the highs, the lows. Uh, what what did I think about God in that situation? What did God reveal to me? Uh, and in that stage and in that chapter. And then I I usually try to do about three or four chapters um, because, again, you can't you can't tell everything in your story. Uh, you can't just sit down. Most people aren't going to give you hours upon hours just to share every single detail. So it's important that we we just highlight the milestones. And so maybe there's another chapter or two. Uh, that you that you run into maybe if you're um, an empty nester a chapter is life with kids and then life without kids in the home you know and so uh, just just consider your life and consider uh, the different stages and the milestones and and tackle it that way um, and then I think what you'll be able to do is um, when you're sharing your story you can say hey at this stage of my life here's the high and the low and then it just naturally moves to the next stage. And yeah. so now you have a flow, a beginning and a middle and an end to your story. And you're not just, hey, how? what's your story, Matt? And then you just start to ramble. It's a, well, let me tell you, back when I was a kid, dot, dot, dot. And then you can go from there and you kind of have a framework and a foundation to follow. Yeah, and and doing the highs and lows and having the chapters, one of the things I love about that is there are hundreds of opportunities to share parts of your story in weekly conversation. And my wife, I, I got to give her credit. Like, like she came in last week prior to us even doing this podcast, and just, just the thought just occurred to me. Like, she was talking with a coworker, and she got home that day, and she said, "Like, well, as I was talking with her, I looked at her and I said, do you know my story?" Mm. And she said, "So we're gonna grab lunch tomorrow because I need to fill her in on some details because we were talking about dealing with this issue, mm-hmm. and that's a major aspect of my life. Like, I mm. walked through that. That mm-hmm. was actually kind of a kind of a dark season." But I walked through that, God rescued me that, and so I need to I need to let her know. And yeah. so it's beautiful when you have parts of your story that you can interject into conversation, that yeah. you can share with others. And then also as you're listening, because that's a big part too, listening to other people's stories, you can really make some connections out there that are yeah. just absolutely amazing and God can work through. So here is as we're as we're closing down here in the next few minutes. Here's what I want to challenge you to do this week. Like, obviously, you want to sit down. You want to think through your story. You want to process it. Maybe you can write it out. Mm -hmm. You want to spend some time doing that. But our challenge this week is over the next week, find one opportunity to at least share a part of your story and what God has done. And I'll even give you a helpful question to kind of get that process started. Like, if you want to sum it up in one question of what you're going to share, you're going to share what God has rescued you from. Mm. Because when we begin to move into this idea of evangelism and salvation, there's this great question we've got written up here on the whiteboard that i got to give Justin credit for. <laughs> and we're going to leave you with this and then tell you we will pick up from this point on next week when we talk about evangelism. And Justin, I'm going to let you read this statement you've got on the board as we close out. Okay. Uh, so the statement is, for us to leave you with, consider this. You are not the most important character in your story. We'll see you next week.